Hey guys, welcome to JL's podcast. This is Honest Chat and um, if you're new, welcome. If you're returning as well, welcome. Love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. Um, so feel free to get in touch with me. Feel free to leave a review or a rating. I would love to hear your questions as well if you've got any feedback. Apart from that, let's jump straight into this month's episode. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to another episode on this podcast. It has been a while and I was hoping to get a reintroductory episode in, but I decided a friend of mine who is launching his podcast, I might have the link in the description below or not yet, I'll add it later if it's not out yet. He decided to launch a podcast, so I thought, hey, I've got a... um, I've got a free session that I wanted to use up in a professional recording studio. So I got down with Nathan to sit down and just tell a little bit about some of the stuff that's been going on in his mind. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. It's a two-part series and it's all about imagination, creativity, and um, there will be more coming and um, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things because I've missed podcasting be a little bit of a life update there's a few other episodes that are going to be coming up a lot of mine will be solo but i'm also also looking forward to getting back in the studio with nathan coming up again and hopefully we'll have a few more guests but hey if you are tuning back in or you've just been waiting thanks for waiting and hoping that this conversation would continue to bless you would continue to spark some thoughts that you can take back into your community and have conversations about it's a two-part again i've just split it in the middle it was a one-hour conversation but um two in one sort of things and um yeah hope you enjoy it and uh don't forget to subscribe to nathan's podcast feel free to send him questions some feedback as well and um yeah looking forward to continuing this journey with you wherever you are listening from all right, so here we go, John Luke. Welcome everybody who's listening. Um, I don't know what we're calling this. We're calling copper chats with JL or the N word. Um, I don't know. Right? We'll decide soon enough. But today we're just having a few discussions around a few different topics. Uh, disclaimer: We're not experts on these topics. We're just really inquisitive and just discovering what it means to be a Christian in this day and age and what it means to uh, imagine and to be creative. Um, yes, sir. So, Jean-Luc, a bit about yourself so that the listeners can know what we're talking about, who's talking. Um, yeah, so I'm Jean-Luc and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Jean-Luc, I'm married um, it's a beautiful, gorgeous lady, little Laura, and we have just welcomed our first boy in the yeah. world last month, so Come it's cool. On. I mainly predominantly work with youth as a youth pastor and also in education with at-risk youth, so that's been mainly my work for the past um, in youth ministry and also um, with uh, at-risk youth for the past Eight years, ten years, something like that. So that's what I do. It's awesome. What about you, Nathan? Uh, same thing. We work kind of together in the same uh, 
So we work for a school who works with at-risk youth as well. Uh, I also help out with the youth ministry in my church. Um, as well? <laughs> they say youth faster. Um, that's but what they say. Yeah. Not really a fan of labels, but, you know, that's a whole different story. Um, but, yeah, I've been doing youth ministry for quite a while now, since I was pretty much 19. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I pretty much enjoy working with young people, any sort of context where I can express that why factor for myself, I enjoy. And I love also discovering and being inquisitive about what God is doing currently. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Cool beans. So for our first part of today and our recordings and discussions, we were going to talk about uh, the idea of imagination. Um, now, to kind of give you context for those listening, um, kind of being the passion for this has kind of come out of just observation, just from talking to different young adults and youth. Um, from a church context, mainly from a youth pastor's context, from myself, uh, more specifically, I guess, is there's this, what it seems anyway, there might be different from me in your situation, but from what it seems, there seems to be a, an underlying thing of just go through the motions and tick a box Christianity. And by that, I mean, definition tick a boxes, you know, turn up to Sunday, Church, 9 o'clock, you know, smile at the greeters, go take a seat in your normal place. They usually take a seat. Make sure that you can see the girl that you like uh, in the front row and uh, make sure that you uh, mouth the words and sing the words that are correct and hang out for coffee afterwards for at least half an hour or so with some mates that you click with well. Go home and then uh, do it again the next week. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, rinse and repeat. And kind of just been observing that and uh, also just seeing how it's been kind of a very much a surface level sort of approach to faith, um, just from my observation. And there's this hunger within me to kind of inquire more about it because I don't want the next generation, the 14, 15, 18-year-olds, observing that and thinking that's normal, which is not and shouldn't be at all. Um, and so we're just talking about that idea of how can we rethink, reimagine, based upon um, the the word repent, uh, the original, I think, Greek, I think, or is it Aramaic? I can't remember specifically. Um, the original translation for repent is to rethink, to reimagine, I guess, or re-180, reorientate mm -hmm. the way you view uh, yourself, the way you view God the way you view the things that you have done. And so that's kind of been born out of that, and it just feels there's been a stagnation around rethinking or reimagining. So how can we, as the church, or maybe even the younger generation, um, reimagine church, reimagine what it means, without being um, too caught up in, what's the phrase? I can't remember. I heard Mark Sayers talk about it recently. Um, without being too, uh, like, going too far to the left, I guess, swinging too far to the opposite direction and just going all about, like, just reinventing everything and not staying true to tradition and... Deconstructing. Yeah, deconstructing, yeah. Deconstructing it too far and becoming more about, like, surface-level 
the thing that you're trying to avoid. So that's kind of the context about what we're going to talk about today. And yeah, so um, any thoughts on that straight away before we continue? Did you want to share that quote or is that for later? Are you saving that as an... Oh, I can share that quote now. Um, The one that Dave sent me. Yeah, so my senior pastor, Dave Ryder. um, What up, Dave? What up, Dave? Uh, I asked him, like, uh, he mentioned this quote a few times at church about the idea of imagination. And it's a quote by Karen Swallow um, saying that the greatest vulnerability of the church is an impoverished imagination. And I think, if I remember correctly, the uh, the context being that um, the church sometimes goes through these rhythms and these motions of, you know, um, events or highs, like conferences or like certain routines that we go through all the time. And it kind of goes rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, whereas um, the, the call is to actually imagine, to rethink, like if there is a God that if we are made in God's image then the same God that made the universe, that designed our human body, that designed the stars and stuff, if we're built in that image, how come we're not tapping into that same imagination as well? How mm. come we're not touching, mm. rethinking what yeah. we have in front of us? Yeah. Absolutely. So if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, there seems to be this discontentment with the things that have been rinsed and repeat, like there's a level of... Almost, I've been here before, I've done this before, mm. but there is no new fresh breath, fresh wind, freshness mm. that I can, like, we can do this for 50 years, 100 <laughs> years, and still yeah. be in the same place. Um, kind of um, discontentment that's going on. Is that, is that yeah. what we're talking about? And I want to disclaim this with two things. Like, there is definitely no... Uh, um, there's no what's the word remedy, or there's n- there's no need for an adjustment to the the consistency of prayer and being in the word. The, the traditions of the faith, like those things, the re- repetition of that, that's discipline. You need those things to stay grounded in faith, to yep. stay grounded in the word. But I think it's that we sometimes look to culture to define um, what's next, rather than actually defining culture ourselves. Oh, okay, so through God's word, if that makes sense, like as in, um, so innovation doesn't come from the church anymore, kind of. Yeah, thing. Okay. society is going like taking off with innovation and all sort of things, but the church seems to just be stagnant, staying on the same line constantly, yeah. never adjusting with the times. Yeah, it's kind of been the trend with the church for years. Where it's just like society takes off and it's like, uh, no, no, I'm comfortable here. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, and there's always a tension, especially within the church with the the youth culture as well as the traditional. It's like, oh, they're being so like out there and crazy. Like, yeah, it's good to be relevant and stuff, but you know, you got to stay like. So there's always that tension. Yeah. Um, but the church has never been, uh, I guess. Um, brave enough maybe to kind of step and not be relevant but to actually be creative like it to go in its own direction and lead the world to lead in in innovation to lead in being creative to lead in imagining new things yeah and you see small pockets of it but you don't see that as a consistent reality yeah and and i guess um 
personally as well, I want to clarify that um, we're not talking about stop praying and stop reading your Bible no, and stop going to church because not. these are um, <laughs> this is biblical yeah. advice for a reason and yeah um, and and it, and it goes true as well with with um, with a lot of research like if you read about who has mastery and then becomes an expert and then mm. they start to innovate in their field you have you have to have had like to become a master in a field you have to have had at least 10,000 hours worth of practice mm. and that's practicing mm. the mm. foundational minimum and you don't stop that obviously because yeah. that's what holds up your house yeah exactly and so if you are listening to this at some point and you think I'm a two-year-old Christian and my Christianity is just based around church. And so that this means that, oh, I've just gotten the green light to never read my yeah. Bible again. I'm just going to start my own no, new no. age church. Yes. That's, that's not what we're talking exactly, about. We're yeah. talking about the reality that um, like, we need to get the foundations right. And from there, like, when we realize who God is and we actually start to dive deep into that there mm. is a universe of creativity and new ideas behold i'm doing a new thing god oh, says yeah um, you know have you can you not perceive it and that doesn't <laughs> come because we are out there um trying new buddhism techniques it actually <laughs> is in it is in christ that yeah. that all is revealed and like he said it's he, he said he would send us the holy spirit will be a leader and our guide and mm. um God is not shy of giving us new ideas of exp- uh, of oh, getting us to explore new. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think yes, uh, greatest vulnerability of the church can be an improvised imagination, and we perhaps lack and have lacked um, that kind of advantage in being on the forefront of creativity and innovation. Mm. Um, a really interesting stat I heard the other day. Um, yeah. <laughs> which will just probably um, depress a few of you, but it's really encouraging. But uh, it's that about 50% of the patents in the US for innovation and creativity are owned by Jewish <laughs> Jewish people. And so, written into that, my you know, like you they, they, and so if you think about it, they, they are, um, they grow up with a sense of purpose and they mm. have a lot of tradition. You know, so we're not saying traditions, but like Jewish people, a lot of tradition, a lot of history. Yeah. They get taken through all that when they're young. Mm. But um, what that turns out and turns out to be is like they actually are innovating and there mm. is proof of it, 50% of patents. <laughs> New ideas, that's what it is, right? And so you know, when it comes to church living life, um, it's, it's about, I think what you're trying to get at is about building on what, we have as a foundation mm. and actually in this time of maybe chaotic unrest and a little bit of upheaval mm. that there's a massive opportunity for us uh, people our age people younger than us to actually go okay god is stable he's firm throughout all this time mm. what is it that he could be Looking for a watchman and woman, a mm. uh, person who's listening out to him to say, "Hey, I'm bringing in a new thing, a fresh wind." Yeah, I really just want to shower the world in something new that's going to usher in new life and help people to see a world that's different, that's better, that's not filled with fear. Yeah, to be a what's the 
don't remember the exact the phrase was, but to be a less anxious presence, to be yeah, non-anxious presence, non-anxious yeah. presence in yeah, in especially in this climate, in this context and age right now, where the 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 phrase coined, I think, by Mark Sayers, I think I remember saying, like digital um, Babylon. No, a digital um, nervous system. Where okay. he, he used this example of when he was in Hawaii a few years ago and there was an earthquake that happened in Hawaii at the time and he felt like the rumbling, like he was in the toilet or the bathroom of the airport in Hawaii and felt this rumbling, like, oh, what was that? And then it's like six hours later, he's on the flight, gets to Portland and he sees it on his phone that there was an earthquake. Like at the moment, in the time, in the present moment, without his phone... He was, yeah, it was fine. But as soon as he locked on the phone, it was just like there's this anxiety that came over him. Like, <laughs> it was weird. Like, yeah. when you're in the moment, it was like, no. But when you looked, at, when you flick on your phone, there was like this sort of, the reality was more lived out through digital. This is interesting. So you're essentially saying like, we let our phones think for us. Well, yeah. If, and watch, yeah, the question of, are you being, are you shaping or are you being shaped? Yeah. By, yeah. So that's like, Maybe the impoverished imagination is because we're letting and other things shape yeah. us. And that's really close to the other thing that you said is that because we go through so many emotions, we mm. don't use our brains subsequently because like, we're lazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're lazy yes. and we like things to be automated. Uh, we like, oh, we like things simplified, etc. Yeah. We don't necessarily cook meal all the time <laughs> um, or do difficult things, but... Um, when you're going to create a mm. new world, um, difficulty yeah. is part of that process. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I I, um, I agree with you in that. That's that's it. Is like creativity requires courage and facing the unknown. Yeah, and usually creativity comes out of lack. Like absolutely, when you don't have the stuff, you get super creative. Yeah, when you don't have all the gear, man, you can be so creative about anything, like painting. Like even this idea of coming here and doing the podcast thing, it's like, uh, I don't know, like, let's, <laughs> let's just do it. Like, I have no idea, but it's just like, yeah, like the creativity, the the imagination, the running wild of just thoughts and what could be next comes out of the fact that you know you don't have much. Yeah. That you know that you actually need to rely on just like what's happening. And I guess you could flip that to being, you know, faith-wise as well. Like just, like there's so much, like... Y- Joy and so much discovery yeah. when you know that all I need is God right now. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that you other also mentioned is that this whole idea of giving up your thinking and creative space in your mind to do has um, a lot to do with um, acceptance of tic- you know having a TikTok <laughs> mentality and Christianese answers, yeah. um, which is not necessarily wrong the same you know like god is good is one of the examples that you yeah gave. yeah but it's it's not necessarily wrong it's just not thought through well yeah taking it out of context yeah. sometimes or not even taking it out of context it's just like isolating an idea and just because it suits your current need or maybe it suits the idea of god you have then then it's like um that's fine for now. And then when you get, you know, when COVID happens or that situation doesn't go according to plan, it's like I can do all, all things in Christ <laughs> who gives me strength. 
you finally just understand the context of that whole verse. It's like um, when yeah. I'm when I have plenty, when I have none, like I have learned to be content in all these things. Um, and so I think, yeah, um, especially the Christianese comment, I think about just like, but okay, so to define for those who don't understand Christianese, I guess you because <laughs> I what guess Christianese. <laughs> For those of you who understand, it's just kind of like those normal phrases we use constantly in the echo chamber of a church on a Sunday morning where it's just like thrown around and it's like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. But do you actually really like um, what are some of the things that I mentioned to you? can't remember. Uh, um, You you put down Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah, (laughs) Jeremiah 29, 11. So. Um, I know the plans I have for you. Yeah, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper and plans to, yeah. Um, Just basically kind of, um, I guess it's just using phrases uh, to kind of put a Band-Aid over like things that we should actually, if take upon the mantle of what, you know, God has kind of given to Adam and Eve in the beginning, which is our plans to go out and subdue the land and to um, bring flourishing, like, Mm -hmm. I think we think of the Garden of Eden sometimes as like a manicured lawn situation that's already set for Adam to kind of go and take care of. But dude, like from what I understand, from what our senior pastors talked about and from people who are a lot smarter than me talking about it, it's like it was a wild, crazy place that Adam had to go in and literally subdue, bring flourishing out of it. Flourishing meaning, you know, a carpenter sees a tree, doesn't just see a tree, sees a door, sees a house stonemason sees a big boulder doesn't just see that he sees like the foundations of a house or like a huge archway or something like that's the kind of the call that's been made on us as human beings to kind of go into the world and to bring flourishing and to bring new creation but there's this kind of a cop-out mentality almost or like i'll just throw this phrase out so i don't have to do anything because it's easier to just look like i'm doing things rather than actually doing them, especially when you're hiding behind your keyboard warriors and you're hiding behind mm-hmm. social media. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll say the right thing, I'll do the right thing, and but I'll not actually. It's kind of like a silly example, but of one where it's like, oh, I'm praying for a new job and I hope I get this. And it was like, well, actually, maybe just apply. Yeah. Like maybe just actually put that <laughs> resume out. Maybe just actually go use those legs to actually. Yeah, um, yeah the practicality versus over spirituality i guess of sometimes just saying phrases or just doing the talking but not actually walking it out which you know i'm guilty of as well you know i've said sometimes i've done things i've said things where it's like uh and then i've never actually followed through like not saying at all that this is kind of them and us it's like we all go through this all the time um you know sometimes it's just circumstance sometimes you know covid happens sometimes it's like whatever but it's kind of um, just wanting to kind of challenge the idea or maybe to discuss the idea of what it does it actually mean to reimagine and rethink. Because um, the fear is that the younger generation growing up will see this as a new normal. We'll see that, you know, if I just tick the box, if I just behave in a way that, you know, pleases the masses then I'll be fine. I can get through, um, especially with a generation that's highly anxious right now, highly 
sensitive to any sort of critical feedback of any sort. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's easy to kind of like to tick off the boxes. There's already a stream of thought or way of living that people are fully accepting and, and to not challenge that and just go through the motions. And then you come out the other end, going through uni, 20, 25-year-old comes out of uni, their faith has been deconstructed. They've been challenged about what it means to be a Christian. And it's mm. like, where do I fit in the world now? And then, you know, maybe you turn into other things to cope with that. Yeah. Like, that's a really stretched out extreme version of it. But sometimes <laughs> that happens. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and I, I like a few things you touch on. I think one of the things that we definitely have to consider is that we are being formed by something someone if we give up and we don't take on the mantle to create and to explore the unknown and to see how does god want to show himself and to express himself through this unique individual that i am whose chance Mm. of living is an impossibility yeah right now um then we actually give that right up to somebody else who is imagining the world so for mm. example the time that we spend on facebook or instagram or when you read a book when you watch a movie um that's somebody else's imagination of the world that's somebody mm. else's creation and when you are putting your time to enjoy that and consume that that's not your imagination so when you think about a dragon that's somebody else's mm. perception drawing you've got a picture in your head that didn't come from you yeah right yeah when you think about how people are healed, mm. you have a reference point for that. And so, for example, healing is one of those amazing things that God does, and he does it so creatively. Jesus spits in the mud, tells somebody, go wash yourself. Or, um, you know, somebody has to be just spoken to, like, stretch out your hand. So creative creative healing mm. uh, that's part of, of what God does. And so when we instead give our time to somebody else's created and create and, and yes we should encourage one another be inspired i'm not mm. talking about never spend another time looking at any other work <laughs> of art that's out there that's what i'm talking about but yeah if we spend too much time in that world we actually essentially give up the very reality that we also have a mandate to create as human beings because we mm. only have an average of about 80 years if you're living in the western world um on average about 80 years 80 years and there will never be another you or me, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And so, what would what is it? It says, um, in Psalm ninety, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Mm. So, if you don't count your days, if you don't count the hours that you've got left, you are not likely to think that I've got a short amount of time. And mm. and then go deeper into the question of, so what's the purpose? Why am I alive today? I could have been born in the Middle Ages. I could have been born way earlier and then just killed off yeah. i could have been born one of those hundreds of thousands of aborted babies i could have been yeah wow. just my life would have been snuffed out in the womb why mm. why 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 and so mm. that's going deeper and then you start to get creative about well what, what are the possibilities given my giftings and talents and my place in time and the space that i'm in what are the possibilities that could happen mm. um and if we, if we don't dive deep into that, we will essentially just give that right up to somebody else to think for us. And there's a ton of people. Mark Zuckerberg has a massive vision for the world. <laughs> the Instagram has a, has a massive vision yeah. for your world. 
you know, oh um, gosh, yes. God has a plan for your life, but so that there's the devil and everybody else around you, that kind of thing. And so we, we definitely need to do, to be aware of that, um, to not give up the very reality and the capacity that God has given to us, but mm. also to, to be real and to kind of go like, it's going to require courage because mm. when we are filled with anxiety from various different spaces that, that we're confronted with, um, generally what they'll th- say to you with regards to anxiety is that you need to find grounding techniques. Mm. And so if you apply that to the, modern, to the way that we think today, a grounding t- technique when you're filled with anxiety, you actually turn on the TV. Oh. You entertain yourself. What is yeah. the current flow of thought? Oh my gosh. I need to lose myself into that yeah. because anxiety makes you vulnerable. It makes you stand out and you are out there um, essentially anything can hurt you in a way because yeah. and, and what you want to do you want to find security and mm. so for an anxious person I can lose myself in the digital world I can lose, lose myself I don't yeah. know what it is for you but it's whatever it is that helps you to cope with that anxiety but the true nature of how the world should be is that we go into these new frontiers mm. we step out It Garden of Eden wasn't meant to just stay Garden of Eden. It was meant yep. to be the earth as Eden, Eden. So Adam takes Eden and then he continues to expand and to look after the ground and to mm. look after people and to teach people to yeah, go back to God. supposed to come to eventually that Revelation 21 city, like garden into the cities. That's Absolutely. the whole idea. Multicolored. Yeah, multicolored like foundations of that built of that city is made Absolutely. of precious gems. Yeah, and the glory of God just shining through. You don't even need the sun. Yeah, to kind sure. of illuminate that space. That's Absolutely. kind of where we're called to and where we're going. And yeah, that's so true. Like if we don't actually step into that um, creativity and actually, yeah, if you are not shaping the world around you, someone else is shaping yours. Like so, oh, yeah, yeah. you're giving that. You're giving that mandate to someone else. And the only that way you. that you fulfill your God-given calling is by staying connected to him because mm. your uniqueness itself, your thumbprint itself says God is doing something new through you. Mm. There will never be anybody else that thinks, acts, talks like you. Exactly. So you just need to get into that lane if you're afraid. Yeah. Um, take an analogy from the Bible. Jesus is sleeping in the boat. So, <laughs> yeah. If God's sleeping in your boat, full of chaos, in your heart, whatever, anxiety, pay attention to Christ. Don't mm. pay attention to the world around because within that is a space within which God can create something new. Mm. What are some thoughts, lasting thoughts on the idea of imagination and all that? Because just as you were talking, just the one thing that as we were talking about the idea of rethinking, reimagining, and just like whatever, the temptation is as i was thinking about it as we were talking is to rethink it's like oh, to go out there like to, to grab something that's out there and bring it in to go into the world and um and try to influence the world or try to um what's the phrase uh to kind of uh convert the world or to whatever but with this sort Sometimes that happens, but sometimes it happens in reverse. We go out there and are actually converted by the world or the culture and the mindset. But as we were talking, just this idea and thought came to mind, like actually, like you were saying, like if we're so uniquely made in his image, the imagination actually just starts with actually just stepping into who you are. Like 
you might the so, fact that you are already unique you are already one of a kind maybe it's actually shedding the excess of things that or agendas or ideas or um like i don't know maybe there's a lot of anxiety because you're carrying a lot of things that you shouldn't be i think of the story of david and solomon like fighting goliath and solomon's like yeah have all this armor and dave's like oh no nah, man it's like too much <laughs> too much bro i'll just stick to what i've always known which is and that's a classic one isn't it when yeah. david goes out to fight they're all facing the exact same thing so imagine us all facing covid yeah right and in if we take that i'm not saying any of us are david because we're not <laughs> And by the way, that's not what I'm. I'm implying David <laughs> is a type of Christ, and it, he's there yeah, to yeah. show us to show us that Christ Shout is going to defeat yeah. death. Um, in any of those spaces that we are in, for example, we're all facing the same um, enemy. Um, mm. You know, the world faced COVID, and then it wasn't really COVID; it was fear that came with it. Um, yeah, realizing exactly. that we are limited, we like, we can die at any point. <laughs> um, but not only that, but death is ultimately the um, one of those things that places us into fear. Mm. Um, it's going and going, well, how is the world handling that? Yeah, well. Right now, which is if in some spaces more fear-inducing, in other spaces it's actually creating community. Mm. Versus um, people who are... Uh, deeply connected through God, deeply formed by God through their practices of prayer and worship, who know their God. And like Daniel says, those who know their God will do mighty works. But people who know their God that can be dropped into a new, into a situation where everybody else, even the people of God, do not have a solution apart from if we use our conventional means of fighting, we are going to lose. Mm. And so people of God that are dropped into that space that know their God, know who they are because they know their God, yeah. that can say you know what, we're going to face the same thing. I'm going to face the same thing, but the way that I'm going to approach it is going to be with a confidence. Mm. That comes not from me, but from God. And so one of the things that John Mark Comer says really interestingly is that we need to stop having the mentality that we're in a losing battle. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. You know? And so um, there's, <laughs> an, there's another guy who's like, yeah, people that are afraid about all these different holidays like Halloween or whatever. He goes like, a lot of these holidays didn't start out as Christian. Yeah, Christians just were like, oh, yeah, that's a pagan holiday. We're going to take that and we're going to change it altogether. <laughs> and so the entire world <laughs> was changed. You know, Christmas, yeah, so yeah. is St. Nick, that kind of thing. And and it's not even the real birthday of Jesus. Yeah. You know, he was born some other time during the year. And so it's like, well, don't be afraid of Halloween. Instead, as a Christian, think, hey, the kingdom is advancing. It's the gates of hell that shall not prevail. Yeah. So we're walking forward. And Jesus is not afraid. Mm. What the heck? He's not. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm just aware of the time. No, um, that's good. So, yeah, that's a great way to end, I reckon. The idea of the imagination stepping into the being creative is actually start off basics, be in the word, stay connected to your God. For sure. 